Tell me something, Evan. Are you sad our girl got voted out? I wanted more. Didn't even make it to final four. Harvey. She played a good game, but found herself on the team losing. And now I watch my winner try to get back in. She's on the edge now. Fire tokens and yoga. The queen of peanut butter, crunchy. One more chance to get back in. If she doesn't, it's a sin. We cheer for Miss Shallow now. Poverty shallow, 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 shallow. Poverty shallow, low, shallow, Poverty shallow now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Survive Her, a show where we dissect and discuss the hit CBS show Survivor. We're in its 40th season entitled Winners at War, and oh, it's so good. My name's Jay Ellis. I am a casual Survivor fan, but I'm really liking it this season. But of course, I am joined by a savant of Survivor who seems to be sitting on the Sandra bench. Evan, you want to get up and participate? Uh, you know, I think I'm going to sit this one out, Jeff. I'm going to edge of extinction still. Thank you so much. <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> I, we ha- we haven't even talked about I, we obviously you and I text like let's just get into it. Like we yeah. text back and forth when episodes happen, and we've had a couple of huge episodes, but I don't think we've had an ep- a, a thing since the Sandra bench. Have we talked about that yet? I I don't think we. I think we've the Sandra bench was mentioned, but Sandra has not been benched since we've talked. Thoughts. Okay. All right. I will, yeah. It, it, I will say it is funny too because like it's difficult because I always forget that I'm blessed to have three hours on you. So when I watch the show, I I, I have to <laughs> honestly put my phone down. So it's all the times you'll text me and I won't get yeah. back to you because it'll be later. But I'm like, damn it! Like I don't want to. I forget. I've almost like almost spoiled things a few times for you, but I'm glad. Yeah. No. <laughs> I know. There, there's a few times where I'm like, P.S. I have another hour until I can actually watch it. But good to know. Ruin it for me. <laughs> yeah, but I know I've learned now because this is actually one of the shows where I don't want it spoiled just because they rarely can you see what direction we're going into for the vote. And I really appreciate that about the show. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of times where I'm, I'm you kind of have an idea of what three are maybe up for elimination. But ultimately, there's times where I've been like jaw dropped, like, oh, no, the show does a good job at that, I think. They do a good job. At it. And I think they've got a, They've got a really they've had obviously a lot of time and experience like experiment with how they trick the audience or how they create the narrative each episode because like mm-hmm. for a while you know you, sometimes it's it's almost like sometimes the beginning the episode starts and this person's like well it's gonna be my week to get my revenge and sometimes like it's like never predictable enough for like oh actually that person that that's the story they're going for i always try to guess what they're trying to tell us and every yeah. time they um they pleasantly surprise me because i get surprised so those editors are slut- that's it's my sneaky. blood pressure, but good for the yeah, good for television. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you to die, but it's yeah. fantastic primetime network television. Oh, uh, well, let's take a step back because we were kind of catching up. But congrats on your move. I kind of think you were saying that that was okay. 
I was going to listen to our episode that we did last month. I didn't realize that Joe put up shirtless pictures of us as the the cover art. That was a surprise yeah. to me. I didn't I know that that was that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that was a, a shock. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I thought that was, that's not a wig. It was your hair. I thought. Oh, if you're not wearing wigs, you're not being quarantined. <laughs> if you're not wearing wigs, you're not being exploited by Joe Patanz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My hair was all natural. Um, it was good synthetic. Um, oh. So that took me by surprise. But then I was realizing that we haven't talked in a month. And at the beginning of our episode, you were talking about how you were going to make a big move. You were moving from one camp to another, to put it in survivor terms. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you were moving in with your boyfriend. So I, as far as I know, that was a smooth transition. Yeah. No, so if we're going to put it in survivor terms, um, we, had a, we, had a, we went from three tribes to two, or two tribes to three. And I drew the green buff, which means I had to make a whole new camp. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no. So yeah, we've, um, we, my partner um, actually bought a place in dc which has been amazing it's like this dream building that we've always wanted to live in got very lucky um but we have literally because of the circumstances that we're in and we've just been literally hand moving every single thing ourselves so like we yeah. his place that he moved from was is like i can see it from my window now so it was pretty close so we were just schlepping stuff it was honestly like we, we joked but it felt like the log challenge on the edge of extinction <laughs> like we took like we took like 10 things at a time just two crates um but yeah, no, I'm, and I'm fully moved in pretty much at this point, which has been great. We're mm-hmm. kind of doing this weird purgatory where it's like, there's a lot of projects we want to do with things like we want to buy a couch and we want to put things on the walls, but we're kind of limited in terms of our skill level. We have, our apartment is mostly exposed brick on the inside, which is really cool. Oh, I love that. It's gorgeous. But like, we don't, I don't know how to drill into like concrete. So there's like things like the television is just like propped up on the floor. We've, mm-hmm. you know, you can't get a couch delivered. So it's all first world problems, but it's been a really fun and like, um, it's like been a good distraction in terms of like to have like, you know, like we finish our work day or we finish doing something. There's always something for us to like think about and do. So it's been a really good transition. Um, good. I'm so, so happy. He probably can hear me, but I'm very, very much um, in a good spot right now. And it's it, all things considered. I'm, I think everyone's trying to spend time being focused on, you know, things that they're thankful for, like the goodness that they have in their life. And I'm just, I wouldn't be quarantined anywhere else right now. So I'm very happy. That's, How about you? Yeah. Uh, well, moving is super stressful. So congrats on doing that. And it's, especially at a time like this, it's like putting moving in a pressure cooker and seeing what happens. So I imagine that it's like extremely stressful, but I'm really happy that you guys got it figured out. Cause I, I would imagine I, I've, my dad was kind of like a nomad where we would move every five years and it was all hands on deck, like grab whatever you can. I was 14 trying to move a couch. And then in my adulthood, I'm like, I'm doing movers. Like I, <laughs> I've learned oh, yeah. that it's not worth breaking my back. And so my last two moves have had trucks and helpers, which has been life changing. But in this time, I can't imagine that anybody would be willing to actually do that. So yeah, it's been in our mind, we were like, I mean, I, I also were like I was a military brat myself. So we all, we were always moving stuff. Like we never hired anybody. Mm-hmm. And to say that we'll ever do a move again without help is would be a lie because this is the last time we're ever going to do that. Yeah. But again, we had nothing but time. Like we're like, oh, we got 30,000 steps in. We only left a two block radius. Today. Like, that's pretty, <laughs> like, yeah, we're just trying, trying to think of it in a positive way. I'll make sure to I'll, I'll make sure that my fire token gets sent to you for moving all those logs, even though oh <laughs> logs weren't in your first apartment to move to your next place. But somehow you're removing them still. Yeah, we, we've dubbed them. We've dubbed them here. We call them survivor nickels. So oh, like, yeah. point, we were like, we were schlepping stuff. We were like, how many fucking nickels do I get for this trip? This is too much. <laughs> yeah, That's it's, good. It's, it's found a way to infiltrate my, uh, my vernacular to, of course, now I'm like, I'm also wearing a buff in public every day to, as a face mask. 
So I've got my um, I've got my Stelle, my Stelle buff on today. So well, I truly good. felt like we were on a challenge. But we'll call you Evan nice. from Stelle. Yeah, <laughs> I saw your collection. It's and for people who haven't seen it, I, you posted it on Twitter. I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So check out Evan's Twitter, and you can see his buff collection. It's mighty impressive, and I'm happy that they made the move. <laughs> oh yes, for here we are. Oh, they wouldn't. They were. They were. They got their own special trip. Got it. Yeah, it's very very specific. Well, my quarantine hasn't been as exciting, um, fortunately and unfortunately, I guess. Like, I would not want to move anytime right now. But um, I'm sure everybody on Patreon knows, like, people have been so nice. I did a, a little mini-series called Outcasts where um, I talked to a few of the hosts from Afterthought and just kind of deep-dived into their lives. And it was a fun little series. It, it ate up some time. I'm trying to just keep up my creativity um, right now, a lot of challenges are coming up for people in acting, and there's some writing challenges that, um, like, co- not competitions, but like diversity programs that are going out this time of year. So I've been working on spec scripts, which is where you, do you know what a spec script is? Have, have you heard of that? No, I don't, but enlighten me. Yeah. So, um, like you take your, a show, like, let's say, um, how I met your is that how I met your mother? Let, let me choose a show that I've never watched before. Uh, friends. Okay. Everybody knows friends. So mm. you are watching friends and you go, Oh, I have an idea for a script. So a spec script is where you take the characters and you pick a season and a timeline and you try to write a script of like what would happen next. So you're essentially writing as if you're in the writer's room, but um, taking characters that already exist in a show and you're writing as if you were already working on the show And so a few things are like that. So I actually wrote for Pen15 and Superstore. And I have um, a few more little edits to do. And then I submit them. And hopefully I'm putting together a little packet. So it's keeping me creative. But it's really hard because I feel like I'm locked away. Kind of. I've tried to make like my own little office by having little scented candles and (laughs) walking my dog and just kind of getting inspiration. But when you're seeing the same four walls every day, it's a little a little tough. I always liked doing like a little cafe trip when I was writing and kind of getting myself a little chai tea treat. But you know, times (laughs) again, this is a problem that they're asking us to stay indoors. And the least I could do is stay indoors and write and be creative. So that's how my quarantine's going. I'm going a little stir crazy and I'm over talking so much, but you know, that's not it. it. And is your boyfriend also at home too? Yeah, his work transferred super easily to we have a sec we're like fortunate enough to have a second kind of guest room that we've converted into an office for him. Um oh, he nice. works for he's in law, so he does uh oh, his I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I call him. He doesn't like it. Um <laughs> no, I, yeah. He he works for the courts, so it's super easy for him to everything kind of just transferred very quickly onto his computers at home and so I come up and annoy him and I'm like, blah, blah, like just screaming in his ear. And he's like, no, no, like I actually have to focus. Yeah. <laughs> so get out of here. <laughs> so he's really disciplined me while I'm like playing video games. And, yeah. And just, you know, losing oh, yeah. my mind a little bit. You, I'm sure listeners can already hear me just unwinding. So let me get us back on track actually before <laughs> I devolve into tears. Yeah. Um, okay. So like I was saying, I think our last episode that we talked about, we had just lost Rob and he had made it onto the edge of extinction. So I'm just going to run through uh, who was voted off and who they gave their fire tokens to and just kind of get all the house keeping out of the way. And then we will just go from there. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Yeah, it's been a while since we've, uh, a lot's happened since we last talked. A ton. And so that's why we we, things have done, gone off the rails. Yeah, as much as I'd love to just keep talking about how I'm going crazy during the quarantine, we have to do this, Evan. Please don't interrupt me anymore. (laughs) 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 Okay, so after Rob, we lost 
Parv- we had a huge episode, which I think this is one of our texts. We lost Parvati and Sandra in the following episode. And both of those vote outs are just ones that I really want to focus on. Um, and Parvati gave uh, three fire tokens to Michelle. And Sandra gave Yule a fire token. Um, is that right? Did I write that wrong? Uh, Sandra gave Yule a fire token? I, I think that doesn't did. seem right, but that's what I have. I, I pulled it from Wikipedia and that's never wrong. Anyway, I'm going to go she... with it. <laughs> okay. Um, and then we lost Yule. Ugh, so sad. So he was the ninth one voted out and he gave uh, one fire token to Sarah, one to Sophie. We then lost Wendell who gave one fire token to Michelle and one to Nick. Then we lost Adam who gave his fire token to Denise, which my goodness, that tribal was insane. And then on our most recent episode, we lost Tyson again. He did not have any fire tokens to give, but he did give a middle finger. So, (laughs) yeah. So that's kind of the order that we've lost people. Um, It's been very noted that all of our old school players are currently sitting on edge of extinction for the most part. I think we have um, Kim. is, is. I feel like Kim is maybe one of our earlier winners, but even still, she is kind of in a later season. So... Overall, you're still enjoying the show. We're kind of in the second second quadrant of the show right now. Yeah. Um, so it's it, it's incredible that because if you think about it, like for me, this boot order is like depressing as someone who's been is a super fan of all these people. Mm-hmm. But I am just this season is just is everything I needed and more. Um, I really I, I I got nervous in the beginning, like in the beginning press weeks, when Jeff was like, "This is the best season of Survivor ever," and I'm still not totally there yet. I have to see the whole the full picture. Right. Um, but it's it's so so good. I mean, it's impo- there are players that even players that I like find obnoxious. Like I said, I, I always rag on Ben, but I'm I'm enjoying watching every single person this season. Um, there's just the the gameplay is really intelligent, and I honestly, like I said, I'm still at the edge of extinction. I'm really enjoying. I'm loving watching these people who have been um, obviously are all. If you could argue, like the edge of the extinction is like the dream, like what you want to imagine the actual final ten would be or whatever. So there are just all these legends, but. It's, yeah. it's been so good. And I mean, we'll get into like the loved ones. We had a loved ones episode was last week. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which I'm like, I still watch and cry. So like, that's, that's a lot for me, but I'm loving it. What are you thinking so far? It's, it's crazy because I feel like this season is so chaotic because we have so many good players that even the camera people just don't know who to follow or the editors. It's, it's so packed full every episode that mm-hmm. I feel like, the hour is taken the entire time. And you're just wondering, okay, it was like I was saying before, I don't really know sometimes who's actually getting the boot until tribal council ends. And you kind of hear what people are saying and you're thinking, Oh, okay. Like I think today is going to be Yule, but there's still a chance that Wendell might get it. Um, so I don't know. I, I, it's very exciting television. I feel like it's so packed. And the difference I've noticed for this season versus others where we have edge of extinction or um, what's the other Island where they send them away. Not Edge of Extinction, but uh, um, uh, the, uh, Redemption Island, Redemption Island, or even Island of the Idols last season. I feel I felt like that cut into my episode. This mm-hmm. time, I feel like there's so much more of a balance that I'm in, and maybe it's because I like seeing these people. Like I want to see Parvati still on my screen. I want to see, um, I guess Tyson and Amber. Like these are kind of people that I just like seeing on my TV screen. So maybe I don't mind so much time being dedicated to them. So I, um, I like the balance that I have between these, and I don't feel like I'm missing camp life of the people who are still playing the game. So I think that they're doing a really good job at keeping the season exciting, but still letting us see 
our favorite players. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, uh, wait, I am it. having, I am having, oh, Evan, I'm going to cut myself off. I was going to say I'm having such a hard time not having Parvati still in the game. And as she put it to be gone pre-merge is just unheard of for her. Well, I love the, I love the whole, like, no, no queen. She's like, what was it? She's been a winner. She's been a finalist. She's been a pre-merge boot and, and she's a, a merge boot. So she's done it all. She's, she's every, every side of the rainbow. It's like your fave could never. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she's <laughs> get you a girl who can do everything. Yeah. Well, um, your little peanut butter moment. Have you seen the scene where she like buys the peanut butter? You sent that to me. I so appreciated oh it. She's peanut butter, crunchy queen. Um, and can I tell you, I'm transformed. I took an online yoga with Parvati. Let oh, me yeah, tell you. <laughs> oh, Evan, I cannot tell you how good her voice just sounds as you're, you're doing yoga moves and you're just watching her and she's just so, I mean, her smile just brightens my day. Um, she was guiding everybody. There was a few people actually from Survivor who were in the chat, which was exciting. Um, Tyson was in there being very vocal and funny. Uh-huh. And just her leading, I, I could see how it's really bizarre, but watching her on Instagram on her little live, like following her class and seeing how she played on this game. I'm like, she really is different from who she was on heroes versus villains. Like she oh, yeah. has grown as a person. So t- <laughs> I say this is never, never meeting her in my lifetime. But now that I know that she's doing classes out in Venice, which is maybe like a 20, 25 minute drive from me, you bet your ass as soon as this quarantine's done, I'm going to be signed up and first in row in a party oh, class. You, oh my God. If you take a party shallow yoga class, I don't think I will ever be able to like tell you how jealous I am. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's well, make a trip out to LA and we'll make it, we'll, we, we'll do a, a group field trip. Sorry. Hashtag don't be jealous. <laughs> yeah don't be jealous um but yeah so to, to lose i guess to deep dive into it more we had that huge episode where we had two tribals and we lost parvati and sandra which are two major players in this game um i i parvati's i kind of saw coming i didn't really think that we were going to have wendell and her that that tribal we had her and wendell saying well what do you want to do and i think that it was pretty locked in at that point that they were going to go parvati I didn't see any of them really switching, but do you remember that tribal and how you felt during it? Yeah, I think it was pretty, I mean, I think the edit that we got, it seemed like the writing was pretty much on the wall because the focus leading up to the tribal was more about like how Michelle can, can like not direct her attention, but make it seem like she was on Parvati's side. But like, I think it was, it was pretty much like forecasted that they didn't have the numbers and there was no idea we're going to do anything, but it really did not make Wendell. I remember, I remember that tribal really just being tough for Wendell. Mm-hmm. he seemed like a big grump or he it was not a good not a good look for him and how it how it all went down you could tell that they were not happy to lose property yeah just just chewing on that piece of oh, wood and God. just i i just didn't like his attitude during that whole thing and i was really i'm like please like nick and you'll like just flip and let's get rid of him because the thing that was crazy to me is that wendell's talking about almost like that sandra mentality like as long as it's not me i'm good and it showed like he had no loyalty and yeah. to me, when you're still on a tribe, you know, you're playing at that point, we had three tribes. I would want Parvati over Wendell, who's when we get to the merge, he, I don't think her loyalties would falter as much as Wendell's did or would. Right. Because I think for someone like Parvati, who was such a big threat, the reason why she did so well her other seasons is like, she's like, no one wants to play with me. It's like, if, I want, if you will let me play with you, I will literally be your number one till the end. Mm-hmm. She's a very, she's a very, yeah, I agree. That was, it was kind of a surprising move. And I guess this is kind of where Michelle is starting to get a little bit more screen time. How do you feel like Michelle is doing with 
because she had kind of aligned with Parvati, but as you said, I don't know if she was like full on board with that, but this is kind of where we started losing a couple people. So now we can focus on maybe some that had taken a back seat. Michelle is still kind of in the background for me, but I know that she was a player for you to watch. Do you think that she's playing true to who she is? Yeah, I think Michelle's going to win, honestly. Oh, I really do. Okay. I think she's going to win. I, I, and I think, I think that she's taking a back seat because we're not, we're not getting a lot of story on her yet. And I think, but the fact that she is, she has never been in, like, she has not been in the backseat of, she's been so instrumental in a lot of these votes. She's actually gone to more tribals than anyone in the game still. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just, I feel like she's playing, she really is a strong social player. And maybe that doesn't like, it's more of an old school mentality. Maybe it doesn't make like amazing television. Yeah. But I think that she is in a really good spot right now, even though she was in the minority of this last soap. But the Parvati one, I, I think they were buddies, but she was smart enough to know that, she didn't have a chance keeping her around and she got three fire tokens out of it. So, right. And to talk about the tokens, she actually had one as well. So she spent four fire tokens. As we were talking about the peanut butter, she spent four fire tokens to get the advantage, the 50, 50 advantage, which I think is a good, I think that's a pretty solid advantage to kind of have in your back pocket. Yeah. No, totally. Worth it. Worth it. Bet your ass. I'd be, I'd be every second I have, I'd just be flipping that thing, trying to figure out the best way to get it to land on that one side. <laughs> You're like that kid in Jumanji who tries, I don't know if you saw the original Jumanji, you're younger than me, but he tries to make the dice roll so that it lands to end the game. And then he turns into a monkey. So just oh. learn that lesson, Evan. Okay. <laughs> I, won't, I, I won't try to rig the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Michelle, uh, the, the only thing I want to debate you on, and maybe... Not debate you, but the only thing I'll bring up is I feel like I've heard maybe three or four times from Michelle, her saying, I want to play different from my first game. I want to play so that I'm a threat. And I, I don't see that yet. Yeah, that's fair. I think, I think she is playing a very similar game that she played the first time, Mm -hmm. but, but it worked, which is important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I I definitely think that that narrative has kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, Yeah. Also, very fun fact, also or interesting fact about the cast right now. Everyone now that Tyson is gone, every single person that's left in the game has only played once before. Ooh, that's a good little tidbit. I like that. Yeah. So like, I actually really when yeah. they said Tyson, this is Tyson's fourth time playing. Yes, I dropped my jaw. I was like, wow, this is this is a television personality at this point. Like this, oh, he's yeah. made a career out of being on Survivor. Well, he even jokes about it when his like daughter comes. He's like, "This is what I do for a living. I wear around <laughs> in my underwear and I stink." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you got a lot of money out of it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I and honestly, it, I feel like Tyson didn't really have uh, not to get not to jump ahead to his second yeah. elimination, but I feel like we really have a neutered Tyson this season. I don't really have any yeah, opinions on really him this time out. around when normally he's so much more of a force that I feel like year. we're kind of forced to deal with. And I don't think we really got a true Tyson edit this season. And I feel like this season with Tyson, we're just kind of getting a neutered version of him. I don't know if we've had the exact Tyson that I've seen before. And I feel like I have a pretty good idea of what his personality is. But this season, I don't think that we ever really had a chance for him to shine. Yeah, I agree. I think he was out, but he was like fifth out originally. And then he came back and like... I, it just seemed like he never could get his foot off the ground. I don't know if he was just on the wrong side of the numbers from the beginning, but yeah, he definitely, I mean, I honestly think like being a parent definitely like changes you. Mm-hmm. But his, I think because in the beginning, his first two seasons, he was so ruthless and so mean. And like, you know, he like told this girl, he was like, I'm voting for you because your finger is ugly. Like, cause you got bit by a horse. He like, he was just <laughs> constantly like 
being that like <laughs> asshole, which is so funny. And that's why I've always liked him. Yeah. Um, now that he's won, I know, he, he definitely was mellowed out, but I mean, um, it'll be curious to see how he handles his, his second outing. Right. Yeah. I'm kind of seeing, I want to see what he comes to edge of extinction with. Yeah. Um. So that was, so Parvi's on edge of extinction followed by Sandra in the same episode. And that played by Denise was oh, girl genius. I mean, the queen slayer is a, a proper, I, I like the, the appropriate name for her. And I was, my boyfriend is watching the season with me and I go, what if Denise gets Sandra out? He goes, no. And then as Sandra's name came up, we both went, I, I cannot scream into this mic, but let me tell you that we probably like crows went Ca-ca! and like flew from the trees all the way from space. <laughs> it was, we, we screamed and gasped and we were shocked. And I, I never thought I was ever cheering for Sandra, but to feel like she was betrayed, I felt betrayed with her. Yes. And it's so crazy. Cause like, I mean, she was betrayed and it happened to her in such a genuine, like it happened in such a way that was like, she, she even admitted, she's like, I honestly just made a mistake. She, she honestly thought that Janice was going to, in her best interest and Denise played her that well. She thought that mm-hmm. genuinely it was in her best interest for her to give up an immunity. She got idled out by her own idol. Why? Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's it was insane. sad, but uh, it was sad, but I thought it was a like, what an amazing way to go out because she is such a legend. It um, is. I mean, I thought it was great for Denise too. Yeah. And for Sandra to be blindsided, I feel like that is like what you said. It's the way you want to go. You want to make sure that your that play is a memorable one where you're like, well, they had to do this to get me out because I, I in her head, she has to think, well, I'm a threat. So they had to do that. Right. Exactly. And, you called it and I once I was thinking on it I was reflecting and Sandra was our first and only so far right now to leave Edge of Extinction knowing she doesn't have a chance in hell to get back into the game so she raised that flag and said bring me home papi yeah oh my god what did she say she was like this isn't that there she was there for maybe an hour she's like this is not for me I can already tell you this is not me and I was like because I when you you said you guys screamed when she was right out I honestly screamed when she left I was like I cannot believe she's doing this but really even though you sense. you you said in the episode last time that you knew that she wouldn't stay there I, I, I figured she wouldn't, but for her to actually do it is it, honestly more ballsy than ever. Because she's actually come out, and a lot of the players this season have come out and said they don't like the Edge of Extinction twist. And so I think for her to do that, she was kind of her being like, thanks, Probes, thanks for the 100,000, thanks for the 38 days last season that I was sitting on an island with Boston Rob. I'm yeah. out of here. Yeah. But, yeah, props to her. I think that they sent her off in a legendary, or in a, in a way that a legend deserves. And I think sometimes I, people would argue that she's a quitter. I don't think she's a quitter. Um, and I'm glad that the show didn't give her her exit segment the the vibe that it was a quitting moment. Yeah, I think I think she kind of left on her terms, and I think she has always wanted it to be on her own terms. Like she will play this game, but only to the comfort level that she's willing to do. And I think she thought, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be a jury. I'm not going to be voted out or like have this be my the end of me. I'm going to make that call for myself. That's how exactly. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we lost Yule, which, oh, oh my God. Devastating. Heartbreaking. I oh, I was loving watching him just on my screen. I'm very attracted to Yule, um, as it's well known. But that is two of my people lost within two weeks of one another. Parvati and Yule, they were my of my three, two of my three to get knocked out. So Nick is really my only remaining prediction. And okay. that one I'm wavering on. But to see Yul go, who was playing this game so intensely and so correct, in my opinion, he he was voted out and, uh, again, gave his tokens to Sarah and Sophie, which I thought were nice and great 
strategic moves because they are doing fantastic in this show. Right. And uh, so what did you think of Yule's departure? It was, it was kind of a blind side. Yeah. It was crushing. And the reason, the reason why like you, if you watch that tribal for a sec, like I remember watching it with my partner, Dan, he was like, he's like, something really bad is going to happen. He's like, everything is kind of seemed drawn out. Like the way that it was presented to us, the music was so intense. Like, it just it was it was crushing, and I I don't consider myself like I'm not a Yule stan. I definitely I think he's incredible, and like I appreciate him as a player and like what he brings to the game. But I just felt really bad, and it was the fact that he went out over Wendell just right. pissed me off. I think that was it was the Wendell it was the Wendell's confessional. He was like, "You'll be on the edge of extinction tonight, bro." And it's like you're just being a dick. Like you're not yeah. you're not being. They definitely did a really good job of making us feel bad for him. So it was. Um, I think Yule just kind of got he got got. Yeah, by the the best of them, and I can't say I like I dislike Nick or Michelle for doing it, but you know it was smart because, like I said, if he made it to the merge, he'd be he'd be still he'd still be there. He'd be running the game, and it's I I think these people have to take it as a compliment to be out so early. Is that people really view them as potential threats post merge, and I think that they know that if they if they are in after a certain point, that they are going to run with the game. Like that is it's their game to lose at that point. Exactly. Get him. Get him while you can. Yeah. Even, Rob, even Rob, who was bitter about going out early, he's like, they did what they got to do, because if I got to that merge, I would be in there. Exactly. And I, as much as I don't want to agree with him, I do think that he's correct in that. Yeah. Although, you know, some people kind of seem to be sniffing out his bullshit. Like, Sophie was pretty quick to call Rob on what he was doing, and everybody knew his plays. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he really would have had success if he was still in this game right now. I'm curious. I, I don't know if he... I think he thinks he has more push than he does this actual season but you know we can't do a hypothetical just because he's already out yeah i i did not like i my my issue with him i, I was appreciating rob and i definitely think that the 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 star power like the the rob father that is him it was so prominent this prevalent this season but then the moment when he like the edge of extinction twist well, not the twist but where like they hid the four tokens on the island yeah and they kind of did a cutaway and you know he had three of them and he was like, I'm the best has ever been. It's like, no, actually, if you were the best has ever been, you'd still be in the game. <laughs> right. It's like, just like, hold on, Mary. Like, and it was so, it was right. It was the same episode that right after Sandra quit. And so it just, to me, I'm, I'm always cautious of like how much Jeff Probst loves Rob. And to me, it just seemed like, okay, we lost Sandra, but here's Rob doing this great mm-hmm. thing. And it's like, just, just sit down, just go kiss your stinky wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to give a quick plug. I don't know if anybody listens to NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour, but they did have a fantastic episode about Survivor, specifically this season. Oh. And yeah, and um, it's Linda Holmes and, oh, I can't remember his name, Stephen Thompson. He works the music desk, but they're both fans of the show. And Linda is very much like me, who's kind of popped in and out. And Stephen is much like you, where he knows every aspect of the game. And they have a very good conversation. And they talk a little bit about Jeff Probst being a producer, which is actually points that Evan has brought up to me. And so if you kind of want a little bit more Survivor content, I have it in my notes here to uh, recommend that podcast to you guys. And it's a 20-minute episode. It breezes by, and they kind of give their their predictions of who they think is going to win, which I'm happy to say we have a lot of crossover with uh, nice. these these journalistic experts. So um, that was just in my notes and you, you brought up Jeff Cope's name and I was like, Oh, that reminded me of a point, but I won't ruin the podcast for you in case you go listen. Yeah. No, I'll look, I'll look forward to listening to that and I'll report back. Yeah. 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 It's like 20 minutes. It's super fast. Um, right. Okay. So we move on to episode eight where we actually started with our uh, who's coming back into the game. So we had a, a pretty inclusive challenge based on the edit. I 
I was calling that we were either going to get Rob or Tyson back in just because they were giving them a lot of screen time. Yep. Um, and Tyson did win himself back into the game, which like, eh, fine, cool. I don't mind seeing more Tyson, but it was, as we saw, kind of a wasted effort. Yeah. Um, we lost Wendell this episode and he gave his fire tokens to Michelle and Nick. Um, what I would like to ask you, Evan, is why was Tyson not in what they have done before is whoever wins their way back in is granted one week immunity so that they cannot be immediately voted out on other shows. I don't, I can't remember of a specific, but they used to bring people in and they said, you cannot vote for them or we, we're not going to get rid of this person because we want to give them a chance to flourish in the competition. It might be top chef maybe that did this, mm-hmm. but um, why do you think Tyson wasn't targeted for that tribal immediately that, that night? I don't know. It's a really good question. And it was actually, so I, they previously did offer uh, the other season they had edge of extinction. They kind of did that. And I think that's where they got a lot of criticism for it. It came, became difficult to get rid of that player and like the final five, Chris. Um, but I do think that, Tyson was probably probably missed the mark because who it was Wendell that went home. It was I, Wendell, I, yeah, yeah. And I don't I don't know what the deal with was, but I, I think perhaps maybe there was an understanding that the winners were like whoever goes comes back from the edge is not going to win this game. Let's get someone else out again. But I, I don't know. It's a good question. Do you have, do you have I, thoughts? I don't actually because I, it's kind of funny. This game in every season it does this where one one episode uh, Wendell is up for elimination. And then the next, he can go like three more weeks without ever his name being brought up again. And I go, well, wait a minute. What happened to what happened what, there? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how, I don't know if that's just in the edit. We missed kind of like him building bridges again or kind of how it happens. But I just was curious why Tyson wasn't immediately targeted. And I, I don't know if they have a little unspoken deal, like PS, we give this person a, a leeway so that you guys can't vote for them or I don't really know how it works. So I thought maybe you'd have some insight with that. Yeah, I unfortunately don't. Okay, so I guess for Wendell, there was no real surprise. I think he had kind of shown his true colors. And I, you could tell that Michelle wasn't totally swayed by um, working with him. I think because she's taking things that happen outside of the game and she's applying it to the game itself. So when Wendell was voted out, that wasn't, I, I kind of was happy. I didn't really enjoy watching him play. But was that a surprise vote out for you? Uh, it was not a surprise vote out, but it was interesting. I, I I could tell that he was probably screwed when I liked the move when uh, Sophie, they were discussing it was it was going to be Wendell or Adam. And Sophie's like, I'd rather it be Wendell. I like that was mm-hmm. it. I was like, That's it. And like, they kept cutting to her at tribal. Like there was like three votes for Adam and then boom, they showed Sophie's face just sitting like ready for it. And they just kept coming. Um, yeah, it was also interesting for, for Michelle, the fact that Michelle wasn't even a part of the vote out that got rid of Wendell, even though she claimed to be gunning for him the whole time. Right. Kind of, kind of interesting, um, which kind of could look good for her because, again, she got a token out of it, but um, picked her out an arcade. Got one more token out of this. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Wendell's, Wendell's exit, I did not have any remorse for. I think that he's, I'm I'm not crazy about him. I actually, like, I, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I just, I... It has nothing to do with the fact that he got rid of Parvati, but I, I, the, it was the right time for him to go. He was a little too cocky, in my opinion, yeah. in this game of winners where I think he thought I played a, the best game. And I'm saying this as somebody who didn't watch his season, but not, <laughs> apparently he didn't. You, did, you didn't miss much. Okay. <laughs> All right. I also <laughs> think it's important to note that Denise and Jeremy had won that individual immunity challenge. We had a, a, a female and a male winner on yeah, holding on yeah, the yeah. polls. And for Denise to hold out 
that was fantastic. It was freezing cold. You could see everybody shivering. And I thought that it was just cruel to make them do that, but it was a fun challenge to watch. Yeah. I love one of my favorite memes from that episode was, or things that come out of it was, it was raining and Adam was like, it was like, oh, these people are a bunch of babies. Like, you would have thought they'd be suffering. Like, I went through a monsoon on my season. And then two minutes later, he's like up on the pole. He's like, I'm so scared. It's like, <laughs> you can't be a hard ass and then also complain about being scared of challenge. <laughs> right. Oh, Adam. The, such a derpy edit. But actually, that brings us into our next episode, which was a huge one. Oh my in gosh. my opinion. I, again, had a gasp and a scream. Um, Kim... Kim, 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 she won our individual immunity challenge. Yay, we stand Kim in this house. <laughs> Love Kim. She's doing, she is getting the edit I thought Michelle was going to be getting right now, where people are becoming aware of Kim and know that she's dangerous, but are, she's still not a huge target. And she actually had a pretty big move in the, the upcoming uh, vote. Right. But let's talk about it. So Kim won individual immunity. Adam was up on the chopping block. He kind of knew he was, and this threw our tribal into complete chaos, where Adam attempted to grab a fleur-de-lis from the podium that Jeff stands at and use it and play it as uh, an individual immunity idol. It did not work, so he was our 11th voted out and 9th jury member, and he gave his fire token to Denise. So what do you think of... I think tribal is the most important thing to focus on in this, where they were just whispering, going back and forth, him and Ben kind of have it back and forth. Do you like when they're having these conversations at tribal? You know, I don't because it's sometimes it's really hard to like follow as a, for like from a narrative perspective, I think it's really difficult to like understand where it's, it's good for suspense, but if it's every tribal, I don't love it. Right. Um, I, I agree with you. And I think honestly, I don't know if, if they should put an end to it because it is part of the game and people are voting up until the very last moment. You can tell that people are still confused as to what to do. Right. But I don't like Jeff just going, I mean, his commentary is always the same where he goes, we're still having talks going on. And then he just sits and smiles and watches it. And I'm like, well, kind of be active in it and ask people questions and try to get into the action. And I think that they should put a kibosh on it after a few minutes just to like, yeah, people really have to use their eyes and motions to get it figured out, in my opinion. I agree. And I think it's tough because like I, we forget like as viewers, like the, there's at least an hour and a half before tribal that they can't talk to each other at all. They're on hard ice. Like they're getting mics. They're getting the, there's like the, before every tribal council, they have a health check-in. They obviously they're transported and then they're like, they're like re-miked. And so at, during those times they cannot speak. So a lot of times when we see the scrambling, it's like they've just been cooped up and they've not been able to talk for an hour and a half, which is mm-hmm. years in survivor. So I right. get the built up tension and wanting to talk and whispering, but yeah, it is. I think there should be a, a limit to how long it can go on for. Yeah. Cause maybe they, in that hour and a half, they've come up with a new plan or thinking, Ooh, maybe like getting rid of Adam isn't best for my gameplay. Yeah. So I do get that. And it, to be fair, it is exciting to watch. I just think that it's as a viewer, it's not as fun as I, or in my opinion, it's not as fun as I think the show thinks it is. Yeah. I think it's, it was fun and crazy the first couple of times, but when it's every season that comes up, it's like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Now we've kind of seen Adam up until this point get, he couldn't get his torch into the hole. Um, he's been tripping on things. He's kind of gotten this like goofy edit. When he went to go up to that podium, I, when first off, they kind of tip it off in the beginning that he says, I think that that's an immunity idol. And I go, Ooh, what an eye, like what an interesting twist that would be. And then I kind of have this theory where if it was a player that they wanted to keep, they would have totally let it fly. 
Yeah. I don't know. Like if they if they had a wild Ben or somebody who's like known for having idols, I don't know. I think they would have been like, you're right. This is a hidden minion idol. I don't know. Is that wrong? I th- well, so interestingly enough, I think, well, obviously, first of all, like, that's going to be an idol next season or something. Down oh, the line. <laughs> yeah. He just gave them uh, an idea. Well, and so, and that he actually, there's something that they don't show, but they talk, he talks about it. He said that for an incredible, incredible eye that the Florida lease was like the, the immune idol that they, um, was found at camp and then it matched. He was very smart. But I also learned that this was actually a legitimate thing that happened on uh, Survivor New Zealand or South Africa, one of the two. So mm-hmm. it's an international version of the show where an idol was literally in that exact spot, and it was a legitimate idol. Oh. So, he had every, so he had every right to. Like, he was like, "Yeah, this was this was the made me think of this season because he's like a big super fan, um, right?" And so I think, yeah, I think if it was someone that they really wanted to keep, they would have made that an idol in two seconds. Yeah, and. I, to be fair, I think Adam really, won, I mean, with his goofiness and all, he really had won me over that episode with just his chaotic energy. I was so like, okay, like this, this kid needs to stay on because he's really fun to watch. And what surprised me about that one was Denise, not that she had, we we had kind of an idea that maybe her and Adam had a close bond from episode one. She kind of said, well, I, you know, I, I am close to him, but I'm not, I have no problem writing his name down. Oh and yeah, well, kinda, yeah. I was shocked by that. She is she is not fucking around. She is truly a player guy. She, well, I think the the question was she was like, yeah, the Adam going away would, might cause some ruffles. But she said, but look at me, I'm smooth. I I don't like I don't care. And mm-hmm. it yeah, was Jeremy, it was to Jeremy, and he was like, damn, like you're really ruthless. But like, yeah, working for her. <laughs> yeah. So Denise, I mean, that was just kind of a, a shock because I had kind of paired them, not I had bared, buddied them up in my own head. And I guess I was holding on to that more than Denise was. So yeah. it was an interesting perspective. Do you think um, Denise would have saved Adam the way that she saved or she tried to cover uh, Jeremy's butt with that idol? You know, if she was in that position with Adam, I do think, I think Denise plays for, I I didn't watch her original season. I think in the meet the cast, we talked about that from what I can tell from here. She seems like she really tries, she's loyal and she tries to keep her numbers strong without making it seem like she's a threat. So I think that, I don't know if she would have, I think she knows that Jeremy is a huge target compared to her. And I don't think she would have done that for Adam because I don't know if he was as big of a target as her. So she might have put a target on herself by saving Adam. Whereas with Jeremy, he's he's going to turn it around and they're going to be like, well, he's this huge buff guy. So we got to get rid of him before Denise. Whereas if she saved Adam, I think they would have said, well, Denise made this huge move. We got to get rid of her and then Adam. Yeah, no, you're right. That's a really good point. Yeah. I, well, I mean, just based on this season, you probably would know a little bit better than me. But yeah, that was I mean, my she, opinion. Yeah, I know. She, she's she, the way she played la- her season was she had someone. His name was Malcolm, and he that was like her go to, and it was kind of that meat shield mentality where like she always had one go to person, but they were always a little bit of a bigger threat than her. So Malcolm, who's played a lot, the yes, it, was that his first season? Okay, yes, that was his first season. Yep, got it. Okay, I, I know of him, and I know every woman swoons over Malcolm, but um, I, I know he doesn't play the game so well. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know that he's on that season. I didn't know that that was his first one. Um, Okay. So then Denise got Adam's fire token. So yay, she has a fire token. And now this was a huge episode. Um, We texted a little bit back and forth about this, but we had a uh, family visit, Tony winning individual immunity, Tyson getting voted out again, and no fire tokens divvied out. So since this was our most recent episode, I think we have the most thoughts about this one. First off, you and I might have a little difference in the family visit. What you you said you've been crying and you 
really haven't regained your uh, composure. <laughs> so what are your thoughts about the family visits? So the family visit, I'm, I'm a huge sap. Like I have no problem. Like I, I love crying. I love things like tug at my heartstrings. And like, I think what I love the most about this season, as I've said this in the beginning, like is that these are real, these are not like this show could so easily be a show where they just, hi- they just cast like 23 year old, like skinny blonde girls that like, it, it could just be this, look at them like running around naked on, on this island. Like that, that alone yeah. would sell itself. But when the family visit for me is always like a time where you, you really see them as people and you're like, okay, these are all, these are families. These are dads, These are moms. Like, you know, Key saw Kim with her three kids. And I just mm-hmm. think you really like it for what I love about Survivor so much is that it, like, it, it inspires like, like anyone can do this. And these are, these are not just like, you know, fit guru, like firefighters. These are real people that have families. And like, you kind of see like kind of their, you see who they're playing for. You, you it humanizes them in a way that um, I just always find really touching and this to me was just this was from start to finish i it was a very it was a lot of happy sobbing but i really really appreciated the way that it was done that everyone got a visit even the edge of extinction people it just the edge one actually touched me more than the, the players yeah. um, but i just I, I i always like seeing a side of them that's that's not game related so i love it i feel like you've kind of feel differently that you feel like it's kind of a distraction from the from the strategy Twinny. <laughs> the, oh my god! You know what was shocking this time around was having everybody. I'm like, oh, they played. They've played. They played. Like Jeremy's oh, wife yeah. has played. Uh, Parvati's husband has played. Nadia's sister has played. I mean, it's just Tyson's have, wife. Yeah, Tyson's wife. Yeah. So we had former players on there too who know the game, and it's that was that was a wild thing to see. Um, you've said before and this had made me kind of realize that it's such a true statement that if you get the loved ones challenge you don't want to win because of how big of a target it puts on you Mm -hmm. and when they just gave everybody that chance to like let their hair down and kind of forget about the game it was nice to see i personally thought there was a little bit too much time dedicated to it Uh um because i felt like tribal and tyson's name being brought up and being the one who was ultimately voted out was out of nowhere and i don't think that that was telegraphed to the viewers which it didn't have to be the show doesn't it doesn't owe us anything to tell us who's getting voted out but i just felt like coming up to tribal at that point it was chaos like everybody was throwing names out people were talking to everybody and i think that we could have had a little bit more clarity of who who stands where uh, leading up to this tribal because it was such a huge vote yeah, and obviously lines were drawn, and Sophie standing at the tribal saying, "How about us five go over here and talk?" Like it was, I feel like there was more at camp camp happening than we really got eyes on. I agree, and it was that was definitely and good good catch of that. I got the impression that Jeremy was definitely the one getting voted for, and so him leaving just was like went went all went to shit. So I don't know mm-hmm. how much. Um, that is, that is a very good point though. It was very chaotic in that sense. Maybe that's why. But I also I think if we lost someone that had not even voted out. I'd feel more strongly about that, but right. we just seemed inevitable because he was already voted out. Exactly. Yeah. And, but the, I think, I mean, maybe I'm heartless and cold and, but family, like sometimes those stories just don't register with me. And I, cause I put it into perspective and how many days are they on the Island right now? Like this a little is, over two weeks. It was day 25. And usually the family visits like day 30, 33. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I guess we're a little over three weeks. So that is, I mean, for kids and wives and, you know, sisters, brothers, whatever, who's coming to see you, that probably is nice of a change of pace. So I, I just, I guess I had the days wrong in my head where I'm thinking, okay, like it's only been a few weeks and I know that the conditions are rough, but until I'm in that situation, I guess I'll never know. You know, I, you don't know what your brain, what you, what you need at that point. So yeah. it is refreshing on that point, but I think we had a little bit of a long journey of an episode to get to the the tribal. 
Yeah, no, that's fair. And I, I mean, obviously, like, it was interesting because this is, um, for listeners, like, this, the Love Line episode this season was literally not just everyone didn't just get a loved one. It was like the entire families were brought out. So, like, normally it's just one person. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's like uncle or whatever. So, I mean, this was a huge, huge thing that they were never expecting. And of course, it was very touching and nice, but we were sitting watching it and I'm like, you know, I was like, you know, drying my tears. And then, of course, the moment comes, Jeff's like, and it's all beautiful and thanks to Fijian Airways. And we're like, oh, oh. It. there it is. Okay. <laughs> and poor, one of the poor contestants had to go, thank you, Fijian Airways. Like, <laughs> oh, I know. At least there was. At least they weren't honking out back at us again, or whatever it was. I was going to say the only thing that could have made it worse was if he said, "And you'll be washing down these tears with some apple teenies from Applebee's." Like, <laughs> I, know, that's what... <laughs> I was waiting for it. Cringe McGee, yeah. uh, cringers, McGeezers. Yeah, I I'm happy that we, it was Fijian Airways. Like that one, I can handle because it's true. They needed a plane to get there, so yay, we can plug them. That's totally fine. Yeah. Um, what what uh, pair up had you? the most devastated or crying like the uh, Jeremy's was kind of intense and they were saving him for last because I knew he was going to be a major one. So Jeremy's had the biggest effect on me, but who had a good effect on you? So the, the ones that really stuck out to me were, were obviously Jeremy uh, Tony's. I thought was really nice because I, I knew the story of Tony before the first time Tony's first game. He like his wife was pregnant with one of the kids mm-hmm. and like his, his best friend came out and he was like, honestly he's like i'm pissed to see like i want my wife and he would just yeah. like, he broke down then and it was really touching so seeing that was cute was, was very nice for me um but honestly like i said the edge of extinction one was really got me i seeing nadia cry always um or natalie with nadia always like kind of makes me emotional and then for some reason danny like just like falling in the sand oh um, yeah she crumbled she crumbled and she looked she looks terrible. Like she, those she's, people are, yeah, they're, 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 they're truly suffering out there. Like, and terrible in the sense, like, like they really are just like dwindling away over, over there. Um, yeah. She's having a rough go at this certain. edge. <laughs> yeah, no, she, she, we're not understanding now why she's not been brought back, but like it just, for me, it just, I think it was a nice, it was a nice one with the Mariano, the Mariano family was like, whatever, but it was a cool, yeah. I mean, it was very, very obvious, like why they had to do it. This family that exists because of survivor. It was very cool to see that. I don't know. I, I liked it. I mean, I'm if that was every episode of the season, I would be watching a different show. But yeah. uh, I thought it was a really nice touch, and maybe just also because like we're all in a weird time now, we're like you you are kind of stuck at home, missing your family. I think it just was all perfectly timed. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of cruel to bring out these kids to say like, "Come say hi to your daddy for twenty minutes," and then we got to get back on Fijian Airways. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, I was actually I was following um, Kim Spradlin actually posted on her Instagram. She was like they they documented the whole trip of like them getting out there and it sounds like they actually were there for a couple of days and like they they, they oh. did a lot for them and like there was a lot of things that like the, the production like let them do they took them to ponderosa they got to play like there were a lot of cool things that they did so it sounds like they got more than just the afternoon with them but okay it was either way like yeah to tra- she was like traveling 20 hours with a three four and five year old like i'd rather be starving on an island <laughs> right yeah well, I'm glad they got to visit Miss Ponderosa. That's a good. That's a nice little, I guess, perk. Yeah, they apparently also they brought Sanders family out there to, to hang out with her at Ponderosa because that's what we were saying. Like, how pissed would we be if we were Sanders' kids? Like, hello, mom. Like, you couldn't stick it out for us to get this damn trip. But yeah, no kidding. A free trip to Fijian. Okay, well, I'm glad Sandra was there for a little bit. Or, she and she's in Ponderosa. She's sucking on martinis. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I guess moving forward, we do this every, or we try to anyway, who's standing out to you? Who do you think is, has it in the bag? Who do you think's our next vote out? What are your thoughts going into like the future episodes? 
Uh, so I'm nervous. I'm getting nervous for Sophie. I feel like Sophie's uh, is a potential, like she's getting a little, like her little Rob father statement that you called out a second ago, where she was like, we're just going to figure decide who goes like that's to me, like that's a very specific thing that they showed. I'm very interested to see if she gets duped or not. Um, mm-hmm. I, now I'm much more invested, like I said, because every player that's left in the game has never been voted out before and has only played once. So I think these vote outs are going to be much more crushing to them than someone like Sander who has been voted out before, for example. Yeah. Um, I think Tony is playing a great game and I think Tony is in a really good spot to do well. Um, I'm nervous for, I'm nervous for Denise and I'm nervous pretty much anyone on that bottom alliance. Um, Jeremy, Denise and Sophie are my three concerns, but I think Tony's playing a great game. Michelle is playing a great game. Um, and oddly enough, I think Nick, your buddy, Nick, I don't think Nick's going anywhere anytime soon. I think he's really weaseled his way in pretty, pretty far. And yeah. I, I think he's in a good spot. What about you? Yeah. Uh, well on that Nick note, he is kind of playing a little, he, he's playing very different. I think from what I remember on his game where mm-hmm. I think he kind of had a little bit more power, but this time I'm, I'm really seeing a change in Nick and I don't know if it's for the better, but he's still there. And I know he's been kind of a target for a lot of these, uh, a, a lot of these tribals. So good on him for sticking it out and being there. Um, I really like Kim. I'm enjoying Kim. I think she had a really big move on this last one where she, uh, just watching her process. They they took Denise's vote. Jeremy, it's, let me see if a lot of advantages were used on this last tribal. So mm-hmm. Jeremy left the vote, like straight out left. Sarah used her steal a vote and took Denise's vote. And Kim played an immunity idol for Denise, thinking that she was going to be the target of the majority of tribal, whereas they kind of split a little bit and they went with Tyson ultimately. So Kim kind of had, she she said, I almost did that. And I really believe that she was kind of between the two. And if I'm honest, I'm glad it was Tyson over Denise to leave oh, the game God. because, yeah. yeah, I'm enjoying Denise a lot more than Tyson. But um, I think Kim is still, it's unfortunate that she's had such a hard go on this go around of the game. But I don't think that she's going to go easily. So my eye is actually on her and Sarah. Because yes. I know Sarah was a target too. And to watch Sarah play is actually really fun because she doesn't really, she, she's kind of a, an aggressive player in the fact of if she hears her name, she goes right to the source or automatically puts a target on the person who was talking about her, which is mm-hmm. an interesting strategy. Cause I don't know if that's good in the long run, but she's been a fun, a fun character to kind of see play. And she's so fascinating. Just, I'm glad you brought her up. She's so fascinating because, like, if you look at the people she's aligning with, like, the people that are aligning with her are the ones that wanted her out before the game even started. Like, mm-hmm. Sophie was so adamant about getting rid of her because she's like, I, she's such a target, but she's just so, <coughs> excuse me, she's so good at playing a social strategic game. Um, I think, Sarah, you're right. I completely forgot about Sarah, um, and I think she's very impressive. I was yeah. going to ask you, I was actually going to ask you a question. Did you find the, this last episode, we saw obviously the whole segment or the whole season, we've seen Sarah and Tony kind of rejoin and have this, this tight alliance mm-hmm. um, that, that they've re- rekindled and whatnot. But they had a moment this episode where they were kind of at, at ends and they were kind of bickering about, um, I guess, who they thought should go. Or there was some, some, some situation came up that they were, they were seen arguing at the well. And I was wondering, like, I feel like that is the result of honestly seeing your family. Like, I feel like the family visit is always an interesting turning point because it kind of takes you out of the game for a second. Yeah. And you could see like how they were behaving differently. Uh, and so she kind of had like a really tough little moment with, with Tony and I'm glad that it was easily resolved. Um, but she's playing such a good game. I'm, I'm, if Sarah wins, I'll be very happy. Yeah. Well, and that's a result of, I think 
it, because we dedicated so much time to the family, we probably didn't get like a huge idea of like a let in of what was going on in that conversation. But I also think that because they know how the other works because they've played so many times together that I think not played together. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they know how each person thinks. And I think that there's an established trust there, whether you're in survivor or not. And I think that for them to go back and forth, I think they're like, no, it's my choice. Like I want to choose who's going home. No, you're going to, I think they just had that pull back and forth. So um, I don't know. Yeah. It was interesting to see. It's, it's fun to take the dynamics from this show specific, their winners at war specifically, and really apply it to how people knew each other outside of the game. Like seeing the Wendell and Michelle bit was kind of fun. And to the, I mean, we have, we've all but lost the poker thing, but to know that people knew each other outside of the game and, how would that affects who is voted out is interesting to me. I just really like that a lot of dynamics are going into this season versus just how you're playing on the island. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, who are you, fun... who, who are you oh. pulling for to come back from the final return? We got, we'll have one more person returning at the final five. <laughs> you know, I would, as much as my heart wants to go with my new spiritual guide, Parvati, I really <laughs> would love, I think if anybody were to come in, I think Yule would have the best chance of winning over people and maybe having a chance to do it. Yeah. Like bringing it home. But um, I, and I think he, he stands a good chance. He's been, I don't know. He's, he's fit. He's seems like he's in a good mental state. Like Danny is crumbling. I don't know why she's still there. She's, she's broken. She is broken. She is a gust of wind away from being taken out with that sale. <laughs> Girl. She's yeah. She's going to fly away. Um, it would be kind of fun to have Natalie just cause it was a shame to lose her so quickly. But I don't think, I I think at this point, we've kind of given Natalie as much as we're going to give her. So I would love like a Yule return. um, Or, I mean, obviously Parvati. Like those are my two that I'm pulling for, but I don't know if it's likely. Yeah, that's fair. What about you? Anybody that you're, who do you want to see come back? Amber? I'm, I'm 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 never watching the show ever again. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Every time she comes on the screen, we're like, God, she's so boring. She's (laughs) boring. But um, honestly, I, w- I am pulling for Natalie. I think the idea of someone being the first out and coming back in, like, does do I think Natalie has a chance of winning if she comes back? No. But I just think it would be a really cool cool story. And I I, I, I wish that we were seeing more of her because she was obviously, she's been the mayor of, of Edge of Extinction. And yeah. as, soon as, Rob, as soon as Rob showed up, like, she just got no screen time. You know, she got, she's kind of been forgotten about. But she is a tenacious and driven player. And I, I would just, I would love for her to have the payoff of getting back in the game. Just, just to play. And I mean, it's very clear that her and Jeremy probably have that bond where they, for her to come back into the game would just be really fun. Cause we, Jeremy has been kind of pushed to the back too, as far as I'm concerned, we don't really see much of him. Yeah. And I think that having an, a, an Alliance member come back in, it'd be fun to see him and how he reacts to that. Completely. And you said, Sophie, you're worried about, but who do you think, use your prediction, who do you think we're actually going to lose on this next episode? I think we're going to lose, we're either going to lose... You think one of the bottom, like Kim or Denise or Jeremy? I I think it's going to be like someone like Jeremy or it's going to be a a Kim Kim or Sophie. Yeah. Because they're 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 using the hyena lions reference a lot, like that metaphor of how people like Tony... And Kim are the lions, and then the hyenas are the smaller players. They're, they're much more dangerous, like Sophie and the Michelles and stuff. So I'm, I'm, they're, I feel like they're going to target one of one of those two groups in that camp. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking it's going to be a bigger guy. Um, yeah. For some reason, I think that Tony is going to be under attack, or Jeremy. I just think that now is the time where these 
these people are going to start realizing that they need to get them out if they stand a chance in any of the challenges. Yep. Um, so, and especially with Tony winning this last immunity, I think that he may have a little bit more of a target on his back than Jeremy. So I don't, for some reason, I'm getting a Tony vibe that he might be in trouble. Yeah. Especially because in the preview, and maybe this is skewing my opinion, but in the preview, we saw him up to his old antics running around like crazy. Scurry. Yeah, no, he's definitely, we're going to get some crazy Tony, I think, before anything goes yeah. down. And God, please, I, I mean, that's what we're here for, is to see Tony Spano just going psycho. Yeah, I, if I don't see him laying in dirt for three hours, I don't. I, I didn't get my money's worth. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I want a refund, damn it. How ridiculous How ridiculous was that thing that him and Sarah did when like Sarah had to sneak to the other camp? Oh, he, Evan, he, I can't even talk to you about that. It's so <laughs> disappointing. When this show tries to pull these hijinks... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, well, what are we, Dennis the Menace, all of a sudden? Like, we don't need this. We're, we're having fun, I get it. But that, you act as if putting a piece of charcoal on your cheek is going to make you camouflage. Yeah. That, and in fact, I'm going to go even higher than that and say that that whole sneaking to the other person's camp, the other tribe's camp, is bananas bullshit. Because those people who are sleeping have cameramen walking around. They have producers walking around crunching leaves and stuff. They're totally pulling these insert shots from other things. They're, oh. they're used to hearing noises the entire night of camp of uh, other campers, producers, videographers. Everybody's there. They're not going to look around and think that they hear footsteps for somebody stealing their flag or whatever it was. Yeah, no, it's definitely a stupid, it's a very stupid player. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, great. These two law enforcement officers are just like spitting in each other's faces and putting yeah. and like, and it's like, I'm sure the kids love it when they watch it. But it's like, this is, yeah, it's very Dennis the menace yeah, I don't need, you know, these hijinks going on. Yeah, so, yeah. Denise, my niece, not Dennis the Menace. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what that means. That was bad. You know, it worked. It works for me. Um, is there, I, I'm looking at my notes. I don't think that I have anything else. I feel like we've covered, you know, our last few episodes. Is there any any last bits that you want to talk about or any other intel that you have? I love when you have little... Like, I love knowing that each of these people have played once. That's fun to know, and that's exciting. Yeah. Um, only thing I'm thinking of, I... I'm Make up something. Of, Whatever you want to do. Make up a little fact. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do love that... Um, I love the moment where they all they bum-rush Jeff Probst. I do not know if Jeff Probst is a nice person in real life, but I got the impression that this was, like, something that he really pushed for, and I, it was very nice to see them appreciate that. And I felt like this was, like, a celebration of all, all, the, all the years people have put into Survivor. Um mm-hmm. Oh, when uh, they hug him—is that what you're talking yeah, about? Like, yeah, like, they give like give him a big hug. I thought that was fun. Um, yeah. Oh, other intel? No, I don't. I don't have anything interesting yet. I don't, I'm kind of, um, kind of dry. I'm just trying to enjoy the show right now. Yeah, good. Talk. But yeah, no, this is it's. I feel like the next time we talk, we should definitely chat before the finale for sure. I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. and I'm actually curious because Adam is a newer player, and he's going to be. Um, on the island with all of these old school players. So I'm curious. I mean, he might have a chance of coming back. And I kind of, I don't want to underestimate Adam. So I'm yeah, interested to see how he interacts with all these people. You talk about like an editing, like that would be a fun payoff. Like, cause we've kind of watched him, like you said, clunker around the whole time. If he comes back and like beats these people in a challenge, that'd be kind of cool. What a doof. What a doof. What a, what a bozo. What a bozo. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it's fun the whole time. So, um, okay, well, cool then. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about scheduling and we'll try to get it figured out. So that way we can come back one more time before the finale and then we'll cover, you know, the last few episodes leading up to the finale. So that'd be fun to do. Fabulous. Awesome. Well, I had a really good time. Evan, you can go back to the Sandra bench now, if you'd like, I know you want to, that was a lot of work. 
I'm going to go make my other um, Applebee's martini, and yeah, I'm going to sit out of this challenge. So Yeah, and my Fijian flight is waiting for me, so I've, I've just got to hit the hay on Fijian Airways. So, um, yeah. But yeah, first please. class. First class. Oh, <laughs> of my. Of course, of course. I, I, got, I got booked on the wrong show. <laughs> yeah, sorry about it. Um, okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. I really appreciate it. We love... Um, there's comments in the Patreon Evan was saying. So uh, how about we ask, we challenge our listeners. How about you guys write in the comments who you think is going to come back from edge of extinction. Is that a fun little thing to do? Yeah. We want your winner pick and we want who you think is going to come back. Love it. Okay. So everybody please do that. And then um, until next time, this was survive her. Thank you so much, Evan. Bye. Thank you, Jay. Such a pleasure. Bye. Bye. You can follow Jay Ellis on Twitter at still underscore jealous. That's still underscore j-e-l-l-i-s on instagram you can follow him at don't underscore b underscore jealous that's don't underscore b-e underscore j-e-l-l-i-s you can follow evan Ayers on twitter at nobody cares that's nobody c-a-y-r-e-s and on instagram at evan m Ayers. that's e-v-a-n-m-a-y-r-e-s Survive Her is an Afterthought Media podcast.